a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Is that Jesus can return at any time. He's not waiting for a Japanese nuclear power plant to melt down. No. He, he, the thing that's holding him back is his patience and love for lost humanity and nothingness. Uh, there, 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 there are no events that need to occur before Jesus comes back. And so seeing all the things that happen around us and saying, hey, hey, that means Jesus is coming. The answer is, no, no, that's wrong. That's the wrong way of looking at it. Jesus can come at any moment. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. And Luther says the only way that uh, the pronoun me and God could be in the same sentence is by this verb, have mercy. I've, got, I've given myself the new nickname. I've thrown aside all the other accolades that you toss at me so freely, Evan. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, they, uh, they, they feel like wine. Bull rider. Yeah, and uh, what else am I? I can't remember. I can't remember and them I'm all either. Up. They're just too numerous. <laughs> Come, Lord Jesus. It's the time for another edition of Table Talk Radio. Maybe Christ will return during the duration of the show. Um, That's we keep praying. In the meantime, it's t- today's edition of Table Talk Radio involves a brand I'm new game. I'm excited about this. Oh, yeah. This is my favorite game. Yeah. Is it? Remember how I say things, all, every game is do, my favorite? Do I haven't you done think that, that in forever. Do you totally think that maybe forgot. we should play the game before you deem it as your new favorite? No, then there's not a single. There's not a chance at all that I'll. Be, they're always my favorite before we play <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite now, games this is, are the ones we're yet to play. <laughs> this is the game is called Crunch That Email. Is what? that what it's called? You told me it was Read the Email. Oh yeah, Read the Email. That's what it's called. The Email Cruncher. The email cruncher. Okay, so read. So we're looking email. for. We could only call the... it read the. I think that could be right. Read the email game. Mm-hmm. So we've taken now even our first segment in which we normally read the email. This is a kind of normal, kind of standard thing. Radio shows do it. They read the email. We have turned it, <laughs> transformed it, by the renewing of our minds into a game <laughs> that we are going to play. And the way that it works, we have a little bit of work to do because we haven't agreed on the rules yet exactly. But we've come up with criteria with which to judge the emails. And so we will now be judging the emails sent to the show based on our own made-up criteria. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that how that goes? Right. Now, other, other... So not only will the emails be read and responded to, they will also be judged. Correct. Oh. Now, oh, other unnamed radio shows uh, claim to have the smartest listeners in radio. I think we're going for, aren't we, the most sarcastic listeners in radio? <laughs> that's right. It was, well, that's what this criteria is set up to do. And I think how, how we've determined is that we each have two criteria which we're bringing to the table, and this yes. will create, create the cruncher. So yeah. uh, what's your first right, ready? criteria? So my first criteria is this. Is it short? Ooh, that was one <laughs> of See, my... the question is short, and... The criteria is short, and the email is short. Yes, because neither one of us have the stamina to read through an email that's longer than a paragraph. I generally don't, in my whole life, no longer read anything longer than 10 pages. And when it comes to email, one paragraph is about it. (laughs) Okay, well, one of my criteria is, does it offend the Table Talk radio hosts? (laughs) That seems to be required. 
Apparently. Yeah, mockery. I was going to have my criteria, does it mock you? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Does it, does it mock Pastor Wolfmuller and compliment Pastor Gigline? Does it offend the hosts? <laughs> my uh, second criteria is, does it make at least two references to Table Talk Radio inside jokes? Oh, nice one. Like, from your 15th listener, keep up the mediocrity, explaining some sort of joke, something like that. Right, okay. Uh, my last and final uh, criteria is, does it in some way make fun of Calvinists? <laughs> I think that's required. That is right. That's required. <laughs> Part of our, I mean, people say, man, that is so rude. But don't, dear, dear friends, please realize that mocking Calvinists is part of our Calvinistic outreach program. That's right. This is our, this is our love for the Calvinists. This is how they respond to love. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Man, there is a joke in that somewhere. Oh boy. Okay. Well, and then uh, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do this with some emails, and later we're gonna play some table talk Jeopardy. And I understand oh, yeah. that you have questions for me, and I don't even know what the category is. I don't either. We'll get there though. <laughs> we'll find out sooner. Or it's later. coming right along. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, in that case, I guess I am just ready for some emails. Now, here's the email. This is from Andrew. Is Where's Andrew? Andrew is from Australia. Andrew from Australia writes, oh, here it comes. Vision Statement Generator. This might raise a smile or two. Regards, Andrew. Now, that meets the sh- criteria for shortness. Okay, so he gets a uh, point that there. That is for sure. Um, it did not make two references to... I think this is great, is judging these emails on criteria that no one knew that they were supposed to be judged on. I like it. Offend the host, no offense. And does it mock the Calvinist answer? Well, yes, because this is a link to a picture, a matrix. We are all into matrixes here. You should put this on our thing. What is it called? A website. Our website. And it is how to generate your church mission statement... Based on three simple questions. First, what is your most prominent building feature? What is your podium type? And what is your worship leader shoe style? <laughs> nice. So all you need to do is answer those three questions, and your church uh, mission statement is built for you. So, for okay, example, I'm gonna I'm gonna describe a church, and you're gonna tell okay. me what the mission statement is. Okay. 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 I'm thinking of a church with uh, like stained glass windows. Okay. And the podium is this like clear acrylic type. Yep. You know, maybe it yep, has like something, an emblem on the front. Yeah, I got it. And let's say the, sh- the, the worship leader shoe style. Yeah, he comes out with like some sandals. Uh, yeah, some sandals. Sandals. On. Okay, okay. So that would be stained glass windows reflecting God. Okay. Cre- clear acrylic podium type through a new word. <laughs> Sandals with or without socks, and personal relational impact. <laughs> so that's that's church mission today. Would be reflecting God through a new word and personal relational impact. <laughs> okay, like just a, a, let, me, let me try this again. Okay, okay, okay. Let's say you have a church that's more of like a like a coffee shop, like a Starbucks or something like that. Okay, that'd be connecting people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, now the podium type. Let's say there's no podium. Okay. Let's say you have Three. you have um this kind of like a free range preaching or walking back and forth with yeah. no with no podium. Through inerrant truth. Okay. And then let's see shoe style. Let's say this guy's got I don't know, 
I bet this isn't on there. Cowboy boots. The guy's got cowboy Yep, it's boots. here. Oh, it's oh, here. Okay. Hands-on action. Okay. So that your church would be connecting people through inerrant truth and hands-on action. <laughs> that is fantastic. This okay. is easy. Okay, oh, so we'll post that to tabletalkradio.org. Just look under the link for this show. All right. Um, another email do you have there? Oh, sure. Uh, let's see. We got one from Ruben. This is a bumper sticker. That doesn't count. Let me see here. I do have one. This is from Dustin, Carlinsville, Illinois. Uh, Dear Brian and Evan, he writes, I can't remember what episode you said this, but you make a distinction between one being made righteous and one being declared righteous. Could you articulate the distinction, if there is one, and why it's important? Thanks, Dustin. Thanks, Dustin. All right, let's see. This has this meets my third criteria, which is it's a question that we know how to answer. Ooh, nice. Is it short? Yes. Two references to inside jokes? No. Does it offend the host? No. Does it mock the Calvinist? No. This email is no good, really. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, we'll take it anyway, Dustin. Okay. No problem. Being judged by criteria you didn't know that we had. Uh, <laughs> you want to take a first shot at this? Sure, I'll take Declared a righteous, being made righteous. Well, you know what's interesting about this is that this was a, a big deal at the time of the Reformation, uh, particularly as we talked uh, about our standing before God in view of Roman Catholic theology. And then even later, as the Reformers started to kind of turn on each other <laughs> with... Uh, Andrew Osiander, who had something similar to this. But we have this now even today in uh, common theology found in uh, other Protestant churches in American evangelicalism. And the idea is, uh, when we stand before God, um, what what is our condition before Him? Now, we need to be righteous in standing before God. You know, if, if we're not righteous, then we're just we're just sunk. Now, the question is, how then are we righteous before God? And there's two, op- two options, I think. That you are either declared righteous, that is, that this, this legal declaration um, by God because of his son's work on the cross, he can declare you to be righteous. Or that you can actually, almost ontologically, be righteous. Now, I would favor the first one for this reason is that if God's declaration, his pronouncement, says that you are righteous, then that's what's really going to matter in God's judgment, no matter what you've done. (laughs) So if it's my task, my job to actually be righteous, I need to get in, I need to shape up, right? I need to um, uh, reform my life so I can say, hey, look, God, I am righteous, but the problem is that because we are sinners, we are always going to fail to meet that standard. And so rather, what, rather than that, I'm going to rest in the, in the promise of God that I am righteous because of what his son has done for me. He died on the cross, forgiven all my sins. And now God points at me and says, that son of mine right there, he is righteous because I say so. And what yeah. God says creates reality. True enough. So let's, uh, I'm going to get your reaction to that, Pastor Wolfman, on the other side of this break. Uh, we'll do maybe another email for the Cruncher, and then we're going to be playing some Table Talk Jeopardy. We'll be right back. Table Talk Radio, a radio show that gives the opportunity to cope with disappointment week after week. 
thankful for God's service through the pastors in your life? Then consider attending Christ for Us in the Office of the Holy Ministry, a conference of the Association of Confessing Evangelical Lutheran Congregations, this coming February 25th through 27th in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Visit our website at acelc.net for information on Christ for Us in the Office of the Ministry. Register online at acelc.net. I read your email this morning soon as I got out of bed Just what I needed helped me clear my head what Took me a while to this? read though Cause it was kinda long But it's always good to hear from you and learn what's going on Alright, welcome back to Table Talk Radio uh, Before the break, we were talking about the distinction And the why it's an important difference between being made righteous or being declared righteous. And Pastor, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think this is a um, an interesting thing because the you know the Catholic Church has this idea of the infusion of grace, and so you get your kind of it's like a it's like a spiritual five hour energy or something when you come, <laughs> when you when you come to the Lord's Supper, and then and now you you got all this kind of Holy Spirit gusto to get out there and do good works, which also happen to be meritorious, you know, so. That God counts them towards your righteousness, so that you're you're crafted into a real righteousness. And and the Catholic Church comes along and says, "Hey, when you Lutherans say made righteous, uh, I mean sorry, declared righteous, it's just a made up thing. He's he's not really making you righteous. You're just being declared righteous." Well, we say, "Look, if God declares it, it's so." And this is the idea, though, of the of justification being a legal thing. So when uh, so when we talk so like about justification, justification. Ta- for, right, right. Okay. I mean, forensic justification is kind of a what is that thing where the same word means the same thing and you say it twice? Um, redundant. Yes, it's repetitively redundant because <laughs> kind of like that sentence. <laughs> because justification is forensic all the time, no matter what. I mean, it's a it's a courtroom word, and when the judge says, "Hey, you're innocent," you are innocent. You know, I mean, it doesn't. That's a that's a real sort of thing. Your that your guilt is not being imputed on you; it's being imputed on someone else. It's being poured out on someone else. So that, so this uh, declared the 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 clarity of being declared righteous is particularly helpful. Now, I I struggle with this because we when we talk about sanctification, we talk about being made holy, and um, well. Okay, that's fine, but it's, it would be better to, to, to that idea of being made into something just kind of clings to evangelical and to Catholic theology. So I, so we say around here, and I, it's not a real word even, but to sanctification is to be holified. Um, I mean, you can't say it without saying being made holy, and that just doesn't doesn't ring quite true. Holified. Well, holified. so so the way that Holification. I think holification, you you articulated how the Roman Catholic sees this uh, process of being made holy, this kind of empowerment of infused grace to, uh, to give me the, uh, the energy, the, the power to go out and, and do good works, and, and those are what's uh, kind of counting in my, in my bank account. The way that uh, Andrew Osiander took this is that you have the indwelling of Christ, uh, that, that Christ lives in you, and by this indwelling of Christ— um, you uh, the, you kind of I don't know, absorb the righteousness of Christ, and so now you are being being made righteous from the inside out. 
Um, you know the the the, <laughs> the the illustration that that perfectly demonstrates Oceanrianism. Oh, you mean illustration? Yeah. Sorry, I forgot you're against silent letters. But you know, I, and I, I've seen this actually before that 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 preachers are are trying to uh, talk about justification, and they use this awful analogy, and that is that you have this like pitcher of water, and in this in this pitcher you have just a little tiny drop <laughs> yeah. of food coloring, but the I've amount of water uh, overcomes the 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 <laughs> drop of food coloring. And the analogy is supposed to be, hey, look, the, the food coloring is your sinfulness, but the, the magnitude, the greatness of Christ's righteousness just overcomes uh, your, uh, your, your sinfulness. And that is a perfect illustration of Oceandrianism, uh, that it, because Christ lives in you, you kind of uh, are overcome by his righteousness, and now you have become righteous. Um, and this is really what we have winning the day. In most uh, Protestant churches and American evangelical evangelicalism, and it's very closely reminiscent of Roman Catholic theology, and that is, is that you make a decision for Christ and ask Jesus into your heart, and that is the step of justification. But now the 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 whole point of the Christian life is to is really behavior modification that you should be showing improvement in your Christian life by sinning less and less, and thus becoming more and more righteous. And so this is why you constantly have people say, uh, you make a distinction. Well, he's a Christian, but he's not a true Christ follower, because you have some people who just believe, but others who haven't progressed as far as I have on this process to becoming righteous. Yep. So that there, is really something. Isn't there it? it is. That's made righteous versus declared righteous. That is, and that's an important distinction. We got to more probably talk about things like justification. I'd say. Yeah, that that'd be a good thing to talk I about. I don't. I don't know and, how. Uh, this is pretty good radio, by the way, to talk about Oceanrianism, which reminded me that we didn't do the buzzword. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay. So, Isn't what's your buzzword? True? If it's Oceanrianism, I automatically the... get points. <laughs> the fruit of the spirit. Oh, okay. Sorry. You might have said that. I wasn't paying attention. I did. How many points do I get? To really much. I, I'm busy coming up with answers for Jeopardy over here. Mm. Good thing you have so much to say about this. What's your buzzword? Hades. Hades is the... Um, uh, well, this is how Theo, Theopedia defines it, and I think they're right on this one. Uh, the temporary abode of the unbeliever after death. The word Hades occurs ten times in the New Testament, and it lists them all out. Hades is the abode of the wicked and the intermediate state. That is the time from which uh, uh, that is the time from which they die until the judgment of the of well, the, I would just say the great judgment. So, uh, so the, how this works is that um, when uh, when a when a believer dies, um, all that we know that we can say, and this is called the inter- intermediate state, the time between death occurs and the time of the resurrection of the dead in the last day, is. Um, the, you know, the inter- intermediate state. If when a believer dies, all we know is that he goes to be with Jesus. It's, you know, the scriptures call it the uh, the bosom of Abraham, right? Um, and then there's the resurrection of the dead, and then there's a judgment. And those who had faith in Christ will go on to heaven. And in, in these words, by heaven we mean um, the new heaven and new earth, the new creation. Okay. Now it's not wrong. I, I think I don't think. To talk about heaven, you know, so grandma's in heaven because that's where Jesus is, so that's fine. 
But for the unbeliever, the final state, which we sometimes call as hell after the judgment, uh, the, the lake of fire, Revelation calls. But before, in this intermediate state, is Hades, um, which is what this is saying. I think uh, that's Greek, that the Hebrew word is Sheol, which can also just mean the grave. Um, and also you just have it described as prison, right? So that, that Jesus went to descent into hell. We say that he, he went to proclaim to the spirits in prison in First uh, Peter. So uh, Hades is your theological buzzword. I'll get that for sure. Wonderful. All right. So if you have, uh, if you would like to play the game Email Cruncher, have a, a, a contender to, to make all four ridiculous criteria of our Email Cruncher, you can send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. And remember, we're looking for it to be short, to offend the Table Talk Radio host, to make fun of Calvinists, and what was the other one? Uh, fin the hose, make fun. Oh yeah, does it make at least two references to inside jokes? Oh yeah, inside jokes. All right, there you have. Probably it. making. If, what, look at this. If you make one reference to an inside joke, that would actually count as two references because one of the inside jokes will be that the email makes a reference to the inside joke. Ooh, nice. See how that works? Wow. You double up on your inside joke reference just by making one. It's like a two-for-one inside joke joke. So it's actually... I'll explain how that works actually later. actually impossible to make one inside joke, then. <laughs> well, we've got to see. Maybe if someone actually invents an inside joke and tells an inside <laughs> joke for the first time. <laughs> That's ridiculous. All right. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, what's the Table Talk Radio category? Or table uh, talk my Jeopardy. Table Talk Radio Jeopardy category for you is the fruits of the Spirit. Nice. There you go. How I'll convenient. Be, I'll bet you I get the buzzword. I'll take fruits of the Spirit for 100, please. You're already ready to go? Man, okay. I thought we were going to have another break to write these questions. Oh, well, we have a, we have a minute and a half this segment. So, Well, the fruit of the Spirit, uh, if you want to review these, these are what Paul says the Spirit produces. Uh, there's nine of them. And you want it for 100? I'll give you this, and this will give you a chance to talk about what the fruits of the Spirit are. So, uh, your answer is this. This fruit of the Spirit, that if we lack, we are nothing but a clanging gong and a clashing cymbal. So this is going to be a reference to 1 Corinthians uh, 13. This is my favorite because <laughs> you usually... Because of all the, all the weddings you've been Yeah, upon. yeah. I was going to say, because at the wedding, ah, we want 1 Corinthians 13. Oh, love is patient. Love is kind. Love, love does not boast. Blah, 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 blah. And, it, you know, it's just all romantic and sweet and, you know, brings a tear to my eye every time I, I hear it. Um but if you read it in the context, what Paul is really just, com- I mean, completely lamblasting the Corinthians for is by uh, propping themselves up and saying that they have this the spiritual gift of tongues, which makes them better than everybody else. <laughs> so it's like, hey, Brian, I'm better than you because I have the gift of tongues. And so Paul comes along and says, hey, look, all gifts come from the same spirit. So uh, one is not better than the other. And secondly, you can ha- you can know all tongues. This this is sort of what teaches us that the gift of tongues isn't some sort of a weird language that no one's ever heard before, but rather human languages. Because Paul says you can know every single language on the face of the earth, and if you don't have love, then you're just a noisy, clinging symbol. <laughs> so yep. I'm going to say, what is love? 
Indeed. What is love? Indeed, for 100 points. Too bad I didn't have that as a bump out. What is love by Hathaway? That would have been perfect here. Oh, well. I'll just have to be an all-star, and we'll come back after this Table Talk radio break. Hey, now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey, now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get Table Talk Radio. Disappointing listeners since 2008. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Uh, this is a good throwback. To last night at Club Rogue River. That's right. That was the question that got me my first uh, 100 point. Actually, 600 points. Po- Why 600? I got 100 for getting what, it, what is love and 500 for getting the buzz phrase without you noticing. Yeah, it's kind of... It's- <laughs> Probably should have noticed since I said it like two seconds before you said it. <laughs> I probably should have known that having the Jeopardy category as a word. <laughs> of course, when I not don't have anything ready for the show, it's like, huh, I'm going to have to double up here. It's like when I called you, I said, hey, are you ready for the show? Or like, yeah, I'm ready, except I don't have a buzzword. I don't have a table talk radio Jeopardy. I don't have the criteria for an email cruncher. But other than that, I'm ready. <laughs> I was within listening distance to the microphone. That's what I think counts as ready. <laughs> All right, so that's 100 points. Was I supposed to say, th- say anything else? I think I, I think I covered it, right? Did you want to talk about the fruits of the Spirit? That's Galatians 5. Ah, Galatians 5. Well, the interesting thing about fruits of the Spirit is that they're fruits of the Spirit and not fruits of Brian or fruits of Evan or something like this. So that um, what these uh, things that come out... Uh, and do you have it open right there? Do you want to read them real quick? I do. The fruit of... Oh, this will give you all the uh, answers. I'll, I'll tell you this. It goes like this. The fruit of the Spirit is such and such, such and such, such and such, this, that, and the other. Okay. One, two, three I'll, more. I'll just open up to it. Against okay. such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. I wonder what the difference is between a passion and a desire. Huh. I never noticed that. Um, well, okay, so so here's the thing. Um we, born into sin and apart from faith, uh, can do nothing to please God, Romans says. And so all of our desires, all of our motivations, all of our passions, since he makes a distinction, I don't know what it is, um, all of these things are completely and wholly against God and his will. <laughs> I mean, we just can't do anything that will be pleasing to God in our sin. And then we hear the gospel or uh, and or we're baptized in the name of uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we're given a new creation. Now, our 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 old sinful sinful flesh doesn't disappear. He, he's still waging war now with this new creation. Uh, however, with this new creation, we have a a renewed uh, desire, and, and and according to this new creation um, given by faith in Christ through the Holy Spirit, we. We do um, desire and uh, and uh, what am I trying to say? Um, 
I don't want to say fulfill the law, but we, we have a desire to, to, uh, to live in accordance to the will of God. How's that? So th- these are, this is what's manifest in the fruits of this, of this faith, the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, things like love, um, things like... Uh, uh, come on, what, what were those again? <laughs> Joy. Joy, Peace. yeah. That's right. Patience. That's right. Kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Yeah. I've heard. That's what I've heard Some said somewhere. I think it's right. So the Lord transforms our desires. I don't know if he transforms our passions. I don't, I don't, that's, a, that's an interesting text. I need, we need someone on our crack research team on that. Where's Lumpy? Is Lumpy just... Are we still paying Lumpy? He hasn't done work for us for a long time. Yeah, he hasn't seen a check in a long time. Oh, maybe that's why he's not around <laughs> anymore. I do, wonder do, about. Uh, I was wondering. I if, do wonder about Lumpy. By the way, I'm fully engaged in the show now. I have the full set of questions. So I was wondering if Lumpy and the vicar <laughs> hang out on like Friday nights. Yeah. Do they go to? Do they go to talk bad about me? Do they go to Club Aurora together? <laughs> Club Aurora is nothing like, man. Club. It is not Club Aurora is not a destination like Club Rogue River. Well, I agree with C-R-R. that. Man, I really, I can't, every time I say Club Rogue River, I got, I, I think, where is the shirt? You know what we should do? We should get one of those shirts that says, like, Born to Praise. You know the shirt that says Born to Praise with the guy in the, with, like, the sunset and his hands raised? And use that visual for Club Rogue River. Why? You know what I'm talking about? You don't even know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I'll send you an email. All right, you ready for the, some more? I, I'm ready for Temple Talk Radio Jeopardy now, man. Okay, I'm ready. Well, you got to pick your category. Oh, yeah. Uh, fruits of the Spirit, cha-ching, for 200, please. <laughs> this fruit, related to hope, is hard to come by in our soundbite culture. <laughs> related to what? Do you know that's my middle name, by the way? Soundbite? Brian's soundbite. <laughs> oh, you, you won again, didn't you? On yeah, the... 17th year in a row, man. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you win the end of the year one? Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. This is sound bite of the year, seventeen years right. in a row, my butt. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> okay, give me two hundred again. Uh, this fruit of the spirit, related to hope, is hard to come by in our soundbite culture. What is Nothing like a little dead air? What is? <laughs> I was just trying to give a little little time for some 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 peace there. Yeah, the, what, uh, probably the listeners playing along. <laughs> what is peace? By the way, I was peace. No p- peace. That knocks you down. That is not it. Peace. <laughs> the, the right question is: What is patience? Oh. What kind of answer is that? You're totally wrong. That's All an the awful, fifth graders who are playing along answer. at home are saying, "What? What does he mean? Peace? It's patience." <laughs> Our soundbite culture related to hope. Patient. The, I made these. I made these answers to get more difficult. That is, is going to just most miserable answer to rumble. a Jeopardy question you, I've ever heard in my entire life. You could be judgmental of the answers because you lost. All right, you're down to 400 points. Patience. By the way, I don't have very much. So, what are we, our definition? Our working definition of patience is to be good at waiting. And I learned something today, and that is, I was reading Psalm 145 about prayer and patience, and it occurred to me 
that we ought to see the times in our lives where we have to wait for stuff as gifts from God to pray. That's what the psalm says. It says when we're waiting, we pray. So we wait and pray, wait and cry out to the Lord, wait and let our supplications be known to him. So now I think there's a bigger kind of picture here. So the church is waiting for the return of Christ, and so we pray for that all along. We've been praying for that. And yet there's also these little times when in our lives when we have to wait, like, uh, you know, when we're at line in the bank or whatever. But all, but all of these times are given to us as a gift from God so that we would that we would pray and make our petitions made known to him. Is that is that to mean then when I'm in line at Walmart and the cashier's being really slow, it's uh, driving me to pray? Yes, that's right. God be praised for that. That's what I say. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to I'm going to do That's uh, the fruit of the spirit. Fruit please. of the spirit for 300, please. Is that a daily double? It is. This is the daily double. Well, I will make it a true daily double. You have 400 points to wager, so for 400. This fruit of the Spirit is what we have with God by the resurrection of Jesus. (laughs) Nothing like a little dead air. (laughs) You got a... You got a one in seven chance now. What we <laughs> Your have, odds are getting better. What we have with see, all right. this fruit of the spirit is what we have with God by the resurrection of Jesus. That's a Bible verse, by the way. Having been justified by faith, we have this with God. Do 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 do. Oh, I should sing a better song. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Uh, okay, what is peace? <laughs> you are right. <laughs> Woo! Eight hundred. Now, the, here's the thing about peace. Um, oftentimes, when we talk about peace, what you what comes to mind, I think for for most people, is sort of this idea of inner peace. You know, you, the the um, Universalist chaplain will tell you this, that, oh, we just need to come to peace with this, whatever, whatever that means. <laughs> However, the scriptures uh, talk about peace as something real, like uh, a peace agreement between two countries. <laughs> so the, the way that the scriptures talk about our relationship to God in our sin, according to our, our fallen nature— is that we are enemies with one another, that God would be enemies with us because of our sin, that we willingly and daily rebel against God. However, because of the death and resurrection of Jesus, uh, God has established peace with us, not this kind of inner peace, now I can go to sleep sort of thing, but this peace that God is not at war with us any longer. Now, here's the fascinating thing about that is that that is something objective that is accomplished by the death and resurrection of Jesus. And it is true for all humanity. And so we can walk up to Joe Schmo, whoever he is on the street, and say, hey, because of what Jesus has done, God is not at war with you like he should be, but there is peace between you and God. Um, and uh, there's a, there's this difference between... Um, uh, this objective peace, and then the knowing this peace, uh, and so uh, suppose suppose that uh, Iran establishes war with us, and then overnight they they you know establish this peace agreement. We are now at peace with Iran. 
yet you and I don't know it because we haven't seen it on CNN. Even though there's an objective piece, because we haven't heard about it, we're still living in that fear of, of being bombed by Iran. Does that make sense? And yes. so all people uh, are, have peace with God because of what Christ has done, but they may not um, uh, receive that peace for themselves if they were th- are without faith. So our job is to go preach the good news. The good news is that we have peace with God of, of establishing Christ's death on the cross. You don't get any more points for all that. I know. I just want. I just go off on peace sometimes. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Hey, that's Take a perfect Table Talk Radio. The disaster continues. Welcome back. The score currently is 800 Table Talk Radio points for Pastor Gigline and Pastor Wolfmiller with zero. Yeah, I'm not really playing, am I? Um, well, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's a buzzword hanging out there for you to get. but I probably should uh, I probably should get some points for writing all these answers down. This hasn't been easy, mind mm-hmm. you. No way. Hard. Doing show prep. Very difficult. Mm -hmm. What happened the other day? I was on a different radio show, you know, doing a little moonlighting. Ah. And they they were talking about, they got, they, we got together an hour before we recorded to talk about what we were going to talk about. What's going on? Were they, were they bureaucrats? Because that kind of (laughs) sounds familiar. No. They're apparently radio guys. (laughs) (laughs) You know what you're going to say before you're on the air? What kind of weird world do you live in? You usually figure out what you're going to say after you say it, isn't it? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. I, by the way, since we only have one more question. Wait, two? One? Two. I got two. I have expanded. You, the, your questions now go to 700 points. Sweet. Uh, I'm going to take Fruit to the Spirit for 400 this is your second daily double. I get two daily doubles. Oh man, you might get daily doubles all the way to the end until you finally miss one. <laughs> well, I'm going to make it a true daily double. Eight hundred points on the line. Here's your answer. <clears throat> this fruit of the spirit is the most important fruit of the spirit for arguing against being slain in the spirit. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What are you talking about? This is my best question. This is the first one I thought of. Oh, I know what this is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we should explain that this being slain in the spirit is when someone has like a a spiritual seizure <laughs> and they like fall to the ground and can't control themselves and they're shaking uncontrollably. Uh, which is the hint because if they're shaking uncontrollably. Hey, we, should, we could do that. You know how they have this the spiritual laughter? And they start. Uh, yeah, that's hilarious. And they just can't stop laughing. We should we should have a bump out that says, "It's not spiritual laughter." Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, you're you're by the way going to be experiencing a little holy laughter when you go to hear uh, Jim Gaffigan, huh? <laughs> I can't. Uh, 
I just laughed just thinking of that guy. It's all water weight. Uh, so the, the shaking uncontrollably is the hint because it just so happens that one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Now, look at that. You're right. So it would seem, what is self-control? <laughs> that was close. My you're, you're just waiting to to, to nail me on on failing to uh, uh, to put it in the form of a question, um, but but you're right. This is a good point, actually. Uh, surprisingly enough, that uh, <laughs> if if those uh, so called are slain in the spirit, it would go actually against what is the fruit of the spirit, and that is self control. Right. Yeah, how could a fruit of the spirit be the loss of self control when the Bible says a fruit of the spirit is self control? That yeah. is tough to figure out. It is. It's hard. It, we'll get to it, though. We'll sort it out. You're right. Man, nice work. So 1,600 we're... points. That's amazing right there. I mean, I can't remember the last time anybody got 1,600 points on Table Talk Radio. I can't remember the last time we actually gave out points on Table Talk Radio. <laughs> I'm really going to need to start thinking about the joke at the end of the show right now. <laughs> I'll do it while you're answering this. You ready for the next category? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll take uh, Fruit of the Spirit for 500, please. That's your tr- third daily double. That's amazing. I, I didn't even know there were three. <laughs> <laughs> so how many points do you want to wager? I'll, I'll, wait, I'll wager 50 on this one. What? <laughs> See? Well, let me explain totally why that's good. funny. Uh, Pastor Wolfner keeps giving me daily doubles so that I wager it all and lose all my points. And by wagering 50, that won't be possible. Right. Uh, uh, here's your answer. King David desired to look upon this fruit of the Spirit of God in the land of the living. do 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 This is another Bible passage. What is what is goodness? You are right. The goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Woo! I don't know what psalm that actually is, um, but it is in there. I don't quite know what to say. Why don't you say something about that? I don't have anything to say about that. I, this is one of the you know Luther uh, will talk about the first commandment and say that one of the, the the way that we keep the first commandment is we look to God for all good. So that even when things are crummy, we trust in the Lord's goodness. And this is one of the, his chief attributes and, uh, and one of his most important attributes. And so even when we don't see it, we trust that the Lord is good, which is important for our Christian living. I mean, we often don't think of these sorts of things. We think of our Christian living is, uh, what is what, is, um, uh, has to do with re- mostly how we treat our neighbor. But our, our, the, the first part of our Christian living is how, how it is that we think of God. And that, do we look to do we pray to him in trouble? Do we look to him for all good? Do we know? Do we trust that he hears our prayers and answers them? Uh, this is the first part of uh, living the Christian life, and so uh, we we do this now. Goodness as a fruit of the spirit. I learned it as generosity, but I think because I probably memorized it in the NRSV. But there are these fruits of the spirit now that are going to be like uh, this goodness and gentleness and kindness and things like this, where the Lord is. Um, is is handing us over to a, a life of care for the neighbor, uh, which is good to know. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. I mean, so at the first day of, I mean, all 
six days of creation, God looks at his creation and, and recognizes that it is good, particularly on the sixth day after he creates uh, man and woman and says, this is very good. You remember um, what he says after Adam's there by himself? Hmm. Oh, man, that's a sore spot. It's anyway, uh, moving right along. <laughs> you know what the goodness about that of the creation is that it's bringing forth life. So God says, hey, look, this is, this is bringing forth life, supporting This is all great. That's why it's so good. Hmm. So. Okay. Uh, I will take fruit of the Spirit for 600. You have 1,650 points, and <laughs> it's your daily double. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to wager 650 points. All right. 650. Good. Uh, Nehemiah said that this fruit of the Spirit, belonging to the Lord, is his strength. You're running out of options here. This isn't so easy, by the way. Yeah, I just gotta. It's not. I'm looking up this verse, by the way. Ah, uh, uh, I know what this is. Um, so this of the Aha! Lord. It's Psalm It's Psalm 27. I should have known that. Can I look real quick? No, just I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Psalm 27. That's from the last one. No, read read this I one sh- again. You're all confusing me. Yeah, okay. So uh, this is for 600, except for it's for 650. Nehemiah said that this fruit of the Spirit, belonging to the Lord, is his strength. This is, this is probably... Um, what is faithfulness? This is a funny verse where Nehemiah says this. It's a it's a great verse, beautiful verse, strange verse. The Nehemiah says, "The joy of the Lord is my strength." I better look that verse up too and make sure it's not the faithfulness of the Lord. (laughs) Joy of the Lord, yeah. Now, how how about that? That's a uh, that is a phenomenal Nehemiah eight ten. Here, I'll pull it up here. Oh, it has something about cheese. What? Go your way. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet wine. Send portions to anyone who has nothing. For today is holy to the Lord, and do not be grieved. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah, there it oh, is. Nothing, nothing about cheese. Yeah, Isn't that great? Now, the joy of the Lord is my strength. What do you think about that verse? Hmm. You know, the, well, so, so we're talking about the, the fruit of the Spirit, that we would have joy. But here, it's Nehemiah talking about the joy of the, it's the the Lord's joy, and so uh, what is the the Lord's joy? Well, we have this uh, revealed to us in Jesus that it's the the Lord's joy to win us back to Him. <laughs> here we are, sinners estranged from God, and and He sends His dear beloved Son, in whom He is well pleased, to the cross so that He can have us back. That that uh, it's it's His joy to redeem his people from their sin and break them out of bondage uh, back to him. And I, I think I would say this then with Nehemiah. That's my, that's my, that's, that's when, when, when things are crummy, that's my strength, that the, it's the Lord's joy to have us back. He, the Lord is kind to us. He mm-hmm. smiles at us, and that gives us strength. Not that we are happy, but that the, but that the Lord is happy with us through Christ. And through his okay, death. one more really quick. I'll take for 700. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, true daily double, 1,000. 1,000 points. These, free, 
these three fruits of the Spirit are left. Ah, <laughs> this is also from 1 Corinthians, um, where he says, uh, uh, hey, love, uh, love is great, and, and this and everything, all these things are going to pass away, but these three will remain, love, joy, and hope. Is that right? What is love, joy, and hope? <laughs> no, faith, hope, Oh, faith, and hope, and these love. These remain. Oh, man, uh, zero. zero. Ah. Thanks for listening to this edition oh, yeah. of Table Talk Radio. <laughs> Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Too bad we Please consult your pastor points, before Joe. listening That's to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache. The points are great. Grandma, hallucinations. And the points are the most sensory, wonderful things. <laughs> psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, I love fingers, table sleep pain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, like an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org. Oh, boy.